0: The righteousness of Father, once again, we come before you excited about your word, your word which is spirit and your word which is life, your word which renews our mind, fixes our heart and is health and medicine to all of our flesh. Thank you that you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from all destructions. Hallelujah. Father, we receive this word and we declare that as we hear your word and as we meditate on your word and as we think on your word and your Holy Spirit, Spirit teaches us your word. It's renewing our minds to the reality of this new covenant and this new creation. It's medicine to our bodies, affecting health and healing and replenishment and restoration and repair in every cell, organ and tissue of our body. And we believe that we live long and we live strong, like you said in your word. Now, in Jesus' name, we receive from you what you have to say to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, go with me to 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. And we'll skip down after that to 27. We're going to talk about the teacher. The teacher of. The teacher of righteousness the teacher who teaches us the grace that teaches us the anointing that teaches us the power of the holy spirit and his influence within us that teaches us and the gifts that jesus gave who teach us yes now first john two twenty You have an unction. You have an anointing. You have an empowerment from the Holy One, and you know all things. The Orthodox Jewish Bible says that you have a Holy Spirit anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Verse 27, And the Holy Spirit anointing, which you have received of Him, the the Holy One, abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as that same anointing, that same empowerment of the Holy Spirit teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in Him." The anointing teaches you. You're abiding in the anointed one. You're abiding in him. And he is abiding in you. Abiding in that word. Now let's get context of you don't need any man to teach you. You don't need any man to teach you error. You don't need any man to say that he can teach you better than the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave us teachers. We're going to read that later on. However, the same teacher that taught The man, the teacher, is the same teacher on the inside of you, saints, that has to teach you what he taught the teacher. Did you follow that? No man can make you understand. No man can give you revelation. No man can give you insight into the scriptures. It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about more than knowledge and logging information and getting things figured out in our reasoning faculty of our mind. We're talking about knowing. We're talking about intimacy. We're talking about the teacher of righteousness, the teacher of grace, the teacher of the blessing, the teacher of the new creation no one can show you who you truly are except him the very one that gave birth to you by the power of the word of the lord jesus christ through faith in his blood go to john 14 25 this is jesus speaking and jesus says these things have i spoken unto you being yet present with you but the comforter the strength giver who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Fear and unrest and trouble in your heart and in your mind will block hearing will block the ability to be taught fully and perfectly now you can be in trouble and holy spirit can speak to you and help you and and show you the way out but it's going to be much better much much better in a place without any cloudiness without any Obscurity without any darkness, without any worry and fear, without the enemy wreaking havoc on your mind and on your heart, trying to get you off and distracted. When you can listen to the Holy Spirit with focus, he will speak to your heart and you'll know it's him. Jesus said that he's told us things, he taught us things, and the Holy Spirit is going to remind us of these things. When you spend time in the Word of God, when you spend time reading your Bible, And meditating, when you spend time listening to anointed teachers of God, those that are in the ministry that are teaching the word with boldness, with accuracy under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the direction of Jesus, you're receiving from Him. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of these things. He will teach you these things from the inside. He will confirm his word to you. See, the word and the spirit must agree. Holy Spirit and the word of God must agree. Must agree. There will not be any discrepancy between the two. Now go to John four or John 16 pardon me. John 16 verse 12. Jesus still speaking. I have yet many things to say to you. But you can't bear them now. The Amplified says that you can't bear them. You can't take them upon you. You can't grasp them now. Oh, he's got so many things he'd like to say to us. But we need to have the ability to grasp them and take them to ourselves. See, a teacher, just a man, he can teach. But can you grasp it? Are you getting it? Are you understanding it? Can you do anything with it? Have you ever been in a, in a church service or listened to someone teach something and leave there thinking, what do I do with that? What is this? Is there anything there? Well, when Holy Spirit is teaching you, It doesn't matter what the man's saying. Holy Spirit will teach you. You'll leave there grasping something. Whether he's correcting what you're hearing or he's confirming what you're hearing, you will hear by the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit who's dwelling inside of you, saints. I am keep talking to you, saints. You are the ones that are born again. You are the ones that are sons of the Father. You're the ones that are the righteousness of God and I'm talking to you. Now, Jesus said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. Now, how be it, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. For He, the Holy Spirit, shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, shall He speak. And He will show you things to come. He'll show you things to come, He'll show you the future. Do you realize that when you spend time in the Word of God, which was written a long time ago, and the Holy Spirit teaches you, He will show you what's coming. He'll take out of the Scriptures, out of the written Word, and He'll teach you, and He'll show you today. He'll show you tomorrow. He'll show you the end. He'll show you the end of something. You could see right through something or a situation that's going on, something that someone is saying, what's going on in the world, uh, decisions that are being made, decisions to make. He'll show you things to come. You will see the end from the beginning and you'll know whether to go down that path or not. Whether it's an evil path or a righteous path. And you will see the destination. You'll get on that path, the right path, the path of righteousness, the highway of holiness. And you will follow it out all the way to the destination of success. Success in Jesus. He will show you things to come verse 14 he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you he will reveal it to you he will declare it to you he will disclose it to you he will transmit it to you that's what the Greek word says for show all things that the Father has are mine therefore said I he "...shall take of mine and show it, reveal it unto you." Everything that is the Father's, that Jesus inherited, is going to be shown to you by Holy Spirit teaching you and revealing. He teaches with revelation. He teaches with vision. He teaches with certainty. You will know that it's Him because you are an heir of the Father, a joint heir with Jesus... And everything that is his is yours. Now, remember in in chapter 14, verse 26, after Jesus said that the Holy Spirit's going to teach you all things and remind you what he said unto you, he said, my peace I leave with you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Now, that is critical. If you go over to Colossians, Chapter 3. You're going to see why that is critical in this hearing him to be taught by him so that you can know the truth and that truth that you know will make you free. And we're not just talking any truth. We're talking the truth. Jesus said in John 14 I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The truth is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The truth is the truth of the new covenant. It's the new covenant which is founded upon his blood and is grace. It's not law. It's not self-effort. It's not you trying to do things merely for God. It's you living from him, working from him, with him, in union with him, in righteousness, in grace, in his influence on you to even do what you are Supposed to do what you'd like to do. You cannot live this new covenant without Holy Spirit. It is impossible. Don't even try. You have to rely on Him. One of the definitions of faith is reliance and dependence upon Jesus to even do what He's asked you to do. Now, I said you need peace and you need a heart that is not troubled. In Colossians 3 15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The word rule is govern. Let the peace of God govern in your heart. The Amplified said, let the peace from Christ, he said, my peace I give unto you, let the peace from Christ rule, act as umpire. You know what an umpire is. One that calls it safe or one that calls it Let the peace from Christ rule and act as an umpire in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state. In that peaceful state. When you're in a peaceful state, when you have perfect peace because your mind is stayed on Him and you trust Him, you will hear, your heart will govern, And you will know what to do in your mind. Your heart is much deeper than your mind. That peace that is in your heart is going to cause your mind to know with certainty. Which means you have to be spiritually minded. When you're making decisions, when you're going throughout your day, when you're going throughout your work, when you're doing whatever you do, you need to be spiritually minded. Because to be carnally minded, or fleshy, or worldly, or sensual-minded alone is death. And it's enmity against God. It's not subject to His law. Neither indeed can be. That's Romans chapter 8. But the spiritual mind is a mind of peace. It's the mind that's looking at the heart, who's pulling up out of the spirit the truth. And the truth is you are a new creation. The truth is you are the Father's Son, and the Holy Spirit dwells upon the inside of you and is teaching you from the inside out. The things that you pick up from the outside, the things that you pick up from other men teaching you, Holy Spirit will confirm within you, correct from within you, make bigger within you, reveal you within you, you will understand what he's saying to you for your own personal self. You can hear a word that's being spoke generally to a crowd, but get the personal application for yourself. It is absolutely awesome what the Holy Spirit can do when he's teaching you and you allow him to do such. Now go with me to Titus chapter 2. We're going to see another scripture that talks about the teacher the teacher we've already seen that holy spirit and the anointing of holy spirit within you will teach you now what does titus 2 chapter 11 or chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 say the grace of god that brings salvation to all men has appeared teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Look at that. Grace is your teacher. Not the law of Moses. Grace is your teacher. John 1, 17 says that grace and truth, well, came by Jesus Christ. Let's go over there. Let's go over there and just read that correctly and in context here. That Jesus is Lord. Now, John 1, 14, The Word, the Word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, full of grace, full of truth, who gave grace and truth. And he says in Titus 2 that that same grace teaches us, that grace he gave us teaches us. This does not mean we should despise the law of moses on the contrary like paul said in romans chapter 3 31 we uphold the law we uphold the law but we don't do it the way that the pharisees were attempting to do it we do it the way jesus taught us to do it, and that is of faith, so that it might be by grace, the Holy Spirit on the inside, who has anointed you with an empowerment to know, and to see, and to do right. Hallelujah. For those Pharisees, they would say, well, we haven't committed adultery. Jesus said, if you've lusted in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Well, we haven't murdered our brother. Jesus said, if you even hate your brother in your heart, you've done so. Well, look at that. It goes down to the heart. It goes down to the inside. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. I believe you're following me. If not, stay with me. Holy Spirit is your teacher. Now in Titus 2, he says that grace of God that brings salvation teaches us. Teaches us what? Deny ungodliness. Teaches us. Deny worldly lusts teaches us to live soberly, teaches us to live righteously, teaches us to live godly in this present world. Do you know that in this world of wickedness, in this world of sin and perversion and absolutely disgusting, abominable acts that are going on even in Canada today? Can you even imagine these things? Don't. Don't. Don't even try. Because it's not good. But the grace of God will teach us to deny that ungodliness, deny those worldly lusts, deny that wickedness, and live sober, live righteous, live godly in this present time. That's the teacher of grace. Grace is your teacher. Let him teach you. Now go over to Joel, Joel chapter 2. We're going to see the teacher, the teacher of righteousness hallelujah we love him he's our righteous teacher he's the teacher of righteousness he's the one that guides us by his spirit and Joel chapter 2 was so good this is what Peter preached from and quoted from in his Pentecostal sermon Right at the beginning and the onset of the new covenant and the birth of the church. After Jesus ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind on the day of Pentecost. And filled them and they were speaking in other tongues. Then came Peter and he was speaking from Joel chapter 2. And we're going to read a portion of this in Joel chapter 2 verse 23 be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God for he has given you the former rain moderately and it will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month now that's what the King James says this is what it says in the Hebrew text and this is what it says according to the footnotes of the Hebrew in my Bible be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you a teacher of righteousness. Instead of the former reign, if you look up the word former reign in your concordance, it's translated teacher. He's given you the teacher of righteousness. The word moderately is according to righteousness. So remember, the former reign is teacher of Moderately according to righteousness. So I'm going to read it like this. Joel chapter 2 verse 23. For he has given you the teacher of righteousness according to righteousness. And he will cause to come down for you the rain. The teacher and the latter rain at the first at the first now i'm going to unpack that for you this is a prophecy of what peter confirmed in his pentecostal sermon that at the beginning of this new covenant at the beginning of your salvation experience when you became a new creation in christ jesus and you got filled with the holy spirit you personally at that beginning at that first place He's going to give you the teacher of righteousness according to righteousness and the influence, the rain, the influence, the rain represents the influences of the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you the power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, you have the teacher of righteousness. That same anointing teaches you. Remember 1 John 2, 27. The Holy Spirit anointing teaches you. That same anointing teaches you. (laughs) Teaches you what? Teaches you grace. Teaches you the truth. Teaches you the reality of the righteousness of God, which you now are in Jesus Christ. Because he said of him, Jesus has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That's 1 Corinthians 1.30. Jesus has been made unto you from the Father righteousness. You are the righteousness of the Father from Jesus Christ in Him. Hallelujah. And that teacher of righteousness will teach you how to live righteously and godly in this present evil world. Are you getting this? I believe you are. Hebrews Chapter 5, we're going to continue on this line here about this teacher of righteousness according to righteousness and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the inside. That grace, that ability, that provision of the Father himself to teach you, to guide you, to protect you, to empower you, to correct you to Perfect you, to bring you to a place of living and a higher level of life greater than you've ever known before? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10 Jesus called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Of whom? Of Jesus, of our high priest, after the order of Melchizedek? Of whom? We have many things to say to you, but hard to be uttered. Seeing you're dull of hearing, Dull of hearing. Remember, let the peace rule in your heart. Keep your mind stayed on him. Don't let your heart be troubled. Otherwise, you may be dull of hearing. Otherwise, you may be carnal. Otherwise, you may be looking at the world instead of looking at Jesus and his word and the Holy Spirit teaching you. Now listen. Verse 12. For when... For the time you ought to be teachers, you, you saint, you the one I'm talking to, at the time you ought to be a teacher, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. See, we need a teacher of righteousness according to righteousness so that we can grow and learn and become developed in and become skillful in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness applied to your life and coming up out of you requires skill and that skill is going to come by his grace the teacher the grace that teaches you that skill is going to come from the holy one and the holy spirit anointing which teaches you that teacher of righteousness is going to help you to become skillful in righteousness you're getting it from both sides you've got someone teaching you you've got a minister of the lord jesus christ teaching you but at the same time Holy Spirit is teaching you. He's teaching you in your private time. He's teaching you in your prayer time. He's teaching you when you go to bed and while you dream in your sleep and while you wake up in the morning, the first voice you hear is the Holy Spirit teaching you. He's confirming things. He's reminding you. He's showing you what's coming for the day. I'm telling you right now, this is a powerful way to live. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need the one, teach you again, the first principles of the oracles of God because you become dull of hearing. Don't let that be you. Have ears to hear. Have a hearing heart like Solomon asked for. Remember when he asked? The Lord says, give me a hearing heart. And the Lord gave him wisdom. You can have wisdom to do anything and everything. You can have wisdom to discern. You can have the prudence of the Holy Spirit to see evil when it's coming. And avoid it. And don't let it get on you. And don't side with it. And don't be deceived by it. This world is Full of deception, and you need the grace, you need the anointing, you need the righteousness teacher to help you to avert those things. Now, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat, that means revelation word, that means word that is strong, word that takes more than just a passive listening to grasp. Strong meat belongs to them that are of full age who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When you become skillful in the word of righteousness, it'll even train your body. It'll train your senses to tell the difference between good and evil. You know that your body can be trained. Your senses can be trained. Do you know that you see and you hear according to how you think and how you believe? It's not just the sounds, it's not just the visible sight. It's how you perceive it. That's how you pick it up. Chapter 6 verse 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not the foundation of faith toward God, the foundation of the doctrine of baptisms, and of the laying on of hands, and the foundation of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Verse 3, and this we will do if God permits. The Amplified there says, if indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advanced teaching. Holy Spirit will lead you on the path. He knows exactly what you can handle, when. And he will take you from the milk to the meat and even advanced teaching. He'll take you beyond the things that you've been exposed to and he'll bring into you things that you've never heard before and it'll be confirmed with his word because the word and the Spirit agree he'll hook you up with ministries he'll hook you up with teachers that are on that same plane and you will grow and you will rise and you'll become greater and more skillful in the word of righteousness I'm telling you it is a time to look forward to this is what we're talking about right now the teacher the one that is teaching us now Ephesians chapter 4 This is Jesus. This is referring to him. Verse 8, he says, When he, Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it also but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended, he, Jesus, that was crucified and dead and buried and went to hell and descended into the pit is the same one that ascended, resurrected from the dead, and went up far above all heavens, that he might fulfill the all things, that he might fulfill the law and the prophets, that he might fulfill everything necessary to ratify the new covenant and give you an inheritance incorruptible. Hallelujah. Verse 11, And he, Jesus... Gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. Here's why. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now verse 13 and 14, I'm going to read in the Amplified Bible. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Now, women, don't let manhood sway you. That's not excluding you. Manhood in Christ is neither male nor female, bond or free. Jew nor Greek, you're all one in Christ. Jesus, the man Christ Jesus, his manhood, his fullness. It's it's not about femininity or masculinity as much as it is about maturity. Okay? Arrive at really mature. Maturity. The completeness of personality which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Measure. Measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, of the anointed one, of the Messiah, and the completeness found in him. So then we may no longer be children. Here's why. Here's why you need a teacher. Here's why you need a a minister, a pastor also watching over your soul, those that are over you in the ministry, those five ministry gifts that we just read, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher to perfect you. But they also help protect you. They'll watch over your soul they'll see you you need accountability it's not enough just to have the word and the spirit you also need a teacher a man but it's a gifted one it's one that jesus sent it's one that jesus gave and it's one that the holy spirit confirmed that you're to be hooked up with and listening and learning from every teacher out there in the body of christ is not your teacher every pastor out there in the body of christ is not your pastor every prophet out there speaking prophecies is not your prophet The Lord has hooked up and put his body together. Yes, but there's different parts of the body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you getting this? Are you? Yes, you are. So then, this teacher, this teacher, this man teacher, but also this Holy Spirit anointing teaching you and this grace teaching you and this teacher of righteousness who is on the inside of you. So then we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine the prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead inventing errors To mislead there are those out there that are not the teachers that were sent of the Lord Jesus Christ Peter said in 2nd Peter chapter 2 verse 1 he says there were false prophets also among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. There are false teachers out there and they're inventing errors to mislead. Now they may be posing as those in the church that are church teachers, that are church leaders, or they might be just those that are in authority those that are saying trust the science but yet the science they say trust isn't science at all it's not truth at all it's not proven at all it's not founded it at all on any kind of reality and it totally contradicts the scriptures and the bible and the and the holy spirit himself and the new covenant so <laughs> you got to watch yourself just because someone says they're a teacher doesn't mean they're a teacher. That's what I was saying. Every teacher out there is not your teacher. Whether they're real or not, watch out for false teachers because Jesus said that deception is going to be pervasive and is a sign of the end. Now, 1 Timothy 4, verse chapter 4. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. The Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, that's now, Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What are they doing? They're forbidding to marry? They're commanding to abstain from food which God created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth? (laughs) Do you get this? There are spirits... And there are spirits driving men that are trying to seduce you and lead you away from the truth. That's why you need the scriptures. That's why you need the spirit. And that's why you need the anointed man. You need these things. You'll have safety in these things because there's other spiritual influences. There's other writings and there's other speakers out in the the world that if you listen to one or all of those three, you'll be led astray. You do not need to listen to that trash. You need to follow that peace that's in your heart that lines up with the Bible and the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that you can be protected and you can be not led astray. Now, 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Corinthians 4. Verse 14. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. What I'm telling you is this. There's a whole lot of teachers out there, but you have a spiritual father, someone that birthed you in the faith, someone that the Lord hooked you to. And that pastor, that spiritual father, even the teacher. You can have many teachers, but stay where he's got you to stay. And remember that the same Holy Spirit The same anointing, the same grace that is teaching your man or woman of God that's over you in the body of Christ is being taught by the same Holy Spirit. So what they're saying to you Holy Spirit will speak within you and there will be confirmation and you will know the truth and the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will know will make you free. Free from false identity. Free from the old man. Free from the sin that is in the world and the wickedness and the corruption that is in that world. You will be protected and you will not fall victim to the lies of the age. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you cause this word to settle in the hearts of those to whom have listened. And I ask you to expound it to them by your Spirit and show them what they need to do to continue to stay on a safe path. And if they're on a crooked path, to get it straight. And if they're going the wrong way, to turn around. Because you said in your word, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. But the path of the righteous is as the shining light, which shines brighter and clearer unto the perfect day. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.